1: Hallelujah. Thank you. Very, very important. And, and moving forward on that, you know, just to let us know, the devil, our enemy, doesn't care whether it's out of hardship that you miss it. If he realizes that your own is prosperity or comfort. Now, look at our country now. What we're talking about is how to feed, how to transport ourselves, right? How to pay school fees. Some countries have all of that taken for granted. You know what they wake up to do? Somebody comes one day, say, I am now to be addressed as that or it. (laughs) You understand? Now, you're not looking for school fees for your child. The child goes to school and comes back and says, I'm no longer a she, I'm now a he. So don't think that the devil is interested so much in the hardship of economic situations. He just wants people to miss God. In fact, there was something I was thinking, I, I wish you know, God hasn't given me the release to put out things on social media. But you know this thing that they say, the best place to live? I mentioned it on Sunday. You know Countries that have voted the best place to live. I think uh, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Norway, a few countries. And the Lord said to ask people, where is the best place to die? As people are voting best place to live. Have you ever considered, because everybody won't live everywhere, but everybody will die. So, are you working on dying in the best place to die? That's what people should be concerned about. Because no matter how much you live in the best place to live, you'll still die. Then when you now die, after living for 90 years or 100 years in the best place to live, you'll die to go to the worst place. So, maybe, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. So, the enemy is attacking our hope, our confidence, our relationship with God. He's attacking our righteousness. He's attacking our faith. It's not so much the cost of food, it's not so much the cost of accommodation. He's attacking the essence. He's not going for the flesh, he's going for the spirit. Praise the Lord and that's why in this season you can't backslide you must take your christianity serious and i want to appreciate those that are pushing for that to make it to kingdom keys it's not as if coming here you know makes you scale everything but the word man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god the word is essential for your survival. praise the lord you know in this part of the world most of us here, I don't know how to tune the radio in my car. Most of us here don't listen to radio, right? Now, you know why we don't listen to radio? Because there is never going to be a snowstorm that is going to block the road somewhere. But most people who live outside of this country, who live in those regions that all kinds of things have, they have radios that they listen to constantly. You know Why? because they need that information somebody's going to work even to know whether your children are going to go to school tomorrow you need information on the radio to tell you whether they've shut down the schools because of the snow or the weather or something like that but here because we know that the road to uh, guagualada is the same in monday wednesday january december is the same praise god we don't bother now in the same way spiritually because of the times we're in You need to get yourself in the word. Praise the Lord. God will keep us safe as we hear instructions in the name of Jesus. In fact, let me take from that and touch something we're to look at on Sunday. We have this written here that what we are saying or what we are seeing is that what should get a person, a Christian, really not a Christian. A Christian should never be in this situation. Really troubled really almost desperate to be desperate if there is any good time to be desperate is when you're no longer hearing god did you hear me when you're no longer hearing god there's this saying in Igbo. i tried to check it on google google didn't confirm it for me but the saying in Hebrew says that when a dog wants to die it does not hear the call of the master so i put it on google i asked the question which animal seizes becomes deaf when he's about to die they didn't answer me <laughs> so my Igbo people i don't know where i don't know i don't know where we got that saying from you know they said when you know okay what i hear is that he doesn't hear the call of the master again okay anyway that is the time the christian can be what if possible to become desperate, when he can't hear God anymore. You know why? We have the GPS system, okay? Now, uh, Pastor Law, you put in a location from your house, and you're going to a particular place, okay? You put in a destination. As you're going, sometimes you make the wrong turn. What the GPS does is that it does what? It reroutes, it recalculates. And once it does that recalculation, it's going to have a position for where you are, taking you to where you originally set out to go as long as it's recalculating or recalibrating or rerouting you're not lost where the wahala is is where you get to the point where gps is looking at you (laughs) it means where you are they don't know it so there is nothing in the system that can take you from where you are to where that you're lost Now, a situation like that arose in the Bible. I said that's where the Christian must be afraid. Because I know none of us here are there in the name of Jesus. Come with me to 1 Samuel 28. In 1 Samuel 28, this was the case with Saul. You know, Saul had been doing what he was doing, doing what he was doing. And, you know, Samuel was pushing him, helping him. At the time, 1 Samuel 28, let's go down to 5 and 6. Okay, let me read through Now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for war to fight with Israel. And Achish said to David, you are surely know that you'll go with me to battle you and your men. Is that where? Go Go down. So David said to Achish, go down three, four. I want to see where Saul. Okay, three, yes. Now Samuel had died and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spirits out of the land. Okay. Then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel together and they encamped at Gilboa. Okay, five. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid. And his heart trembled, what? Greatly. So this is normal, you know, your heart. So you go to God, just like many have testified now, our brother has testified, his heart was afraid. And then when he came, what happened? The word of God calmed him. When he came, the word of God spoke to him in this way. So, this was where Saul was. Okay, he was afraid. His heart trembled greatly. Let's look at 6. Okay, let's read together, everyone. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Haba. <laughs> this is where there is Wahala. Now, by dreams we can understand that, you know, Nothing, you know, no dream, okay. But the Urim, the Urim is like casting a die. It's like tossing a coin. So when I was reading this, what I was seeing is that they will toss toy for Saul, head or tail, you win. The coin will stand. <laughs> we should fear God, though. He said the Lord did not answer him. Urim was what the priests they wore on their neck. He was used to finding cancer. So when you go to the priest and say to him, please, should I go east or west? They will say, okay, east. They will cast. The stone will show yes or no. It's so easy. Now, to the extent that this urine will not answer so, it means the thing will suspend. Because his case, <laughs> do you understand it now? That's the only time one can have a reason to become desperate. In fact, by that time, it's too far gone. There is no hope anymore. Because what happened here? You know what happened? He now had to go to the mediums that verse 4 or 5 told us that he had driven out of Israel. That was his end. Now, the Christian is never in that situation. Why? Because by the word of the Lord, deliverance. They say he sent his word. And what did he do? He delivered them. He healed them and delivered them. As long as you're hearing the word, hunger can kill you. It's as simple as that. It can't. The danger is when you're no longer hearing. And may we never get to the point where we say our situation, I don't want to hear. What is it? I've been going to church. I've been, and that's what you see happening to a lot of people. I've been doing this. I've been. As long as you're still hearing, the word of God is food. The word of God is water. The word of God is light. The word of God is enough to sustain you whatever it is the circumstance is. The word of God is comfort for the lonely. You say, I need a man, I need a woman. The word of God will bring that comfort for you. So, when the Christian is at this point where he's no longer hearing, you come and sit, you know, in church, or you read nothing. You're not focused enough to hear. That's where there's danger. At that time, you must run and seek help. Because the next thing you're going to hear from then. You know, when you go home, read that story first somewhere, you see what happened to Saul. The next thing was that he started communicating with the dead. You will not communicate with the dead in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, we want to quickly touch a few things here for emphasis. I believe the lesson the Lord wants us to learn is already known to us. Just to get it for emphasis. In Matthew fourteen thirteen and Mark six thirty nine. any of them that you put, you're going to see something there. That we had mentioned, and I think our sister said it here. We're going to see the same uh, statement that our Lord Jesus Christ made in John, Matthew 14:19. Sorry, Matthew 14:19. I just want us to see. It's very simple, but it's important. It says, "Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass." The Word of God, the Bible. It's like a surgeon. You know the word of God. It says it's sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit. Every word used in the Bible, there is a reason why it was used. So in John, they told us that Jesus said to the disciples, "Make them sit down." Then here he's saying he did what he commanded them, which meant that this was not a natural position they would have taken. Praise the Lord. When Jesus was on the boat and the disciples woke him up, he spoke to the wind and the waves and said be still isn't it he must have spoken to these men they saw oh, guy you don't understand pastor you don't understand Eh? then he did what he commanded them mark 6 39 let's see it again he says what then he commanded them to make them all the holy spirit wants us to see something there And why is that very key for us as we go into our study this evening? Psalm 46. I believe uh, the kingdom ladies people, you know, looked into this at their meeting. Psalm 46 verse 10. It says, be still and know that what? I am God. Child of God. That knowledge is deliverance. That knowledge is salvation. On Sunday, we looked at Psalm 100 verse 3. He said, know that the Lord, His what? God. Know that the Lord, knowledge of who is God. And we don't have the time to, you know, to probe. Do you know when we say God, we're not saying a big man. Praise the Lord, somebody. When we say God, we are talking of God. Do you know there's sometimes I sit down and I imagine a man has 50 billion dollars. 50 billion dollars cannot buy all the resources that are in southeast a trillion dollars cannot but such a man is so powerful isn't it why because he has money he can wake up and have uh, amnesia and forget that he has a trillion dollars and think he's a pauper but he's that powerful because he has that money he's yet not god praise god so when the bible says god he says know that the lord is what Know that the Lord, He is God. So when Psalm 46 says to us, Be still and know that I am God, He's trying to say something to us. If I'm involved in this matter, chill. If God is involved in this situation, what should you do? He said, Chill, calm down. And that's Psalm 46. Maybe we should just run through it a bit because it's quite interesting. We see a few things from that Psalm 46. Very interesting things we'll find there. That Psalm 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It says, therefore, we will not fear. Now, when he's saying this, look at the context that he says. He says, even though, what happens? The earth be removed. It's not that prices of things have gone up. Even though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Okay? Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Can, can we look at that in message, please? Message translation. Let's see. Two, three now. He said, We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake. You don't want to experience what an earthquake is. He said, Before the rush and the roar of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains, Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies, what? Protect us. Verse 5, let's jump. He say, God what? And what happens to the streets? The streets are safe. God lives here. God. God. Praise the Lord. If you don't get anything tonight, get that who we are talking about is God. Not a big man. Not uncle. Not an honorable. Not his excellency. We are talking about God. Praise the Lord. That's why Jesus said, make them sit down. I am here. And tonight, God is saying to the Christian in Nigeria, I am here. I am here. Nigeria has not been shielded from God. Praise the Lord. Let's go down. Let's go to um, six, seven, eight. Okay, let's just go to 10 and move because of time. 10. Message. Let's see. Hallelujah. What does it say? <laughs> I think this is what Pastor Chris said. Step out of the... Come out of common view. Hallelujah. He said, take a long... Loving, look at me, your high God. Above what? Above what? Pause. Like the Bible says, sealer. Pause and consider. Step out of the routine. We are talking about God. That is the one that you have for you. That's the one that the Bible says is for you. That's the one that the word of God says will never leave you, nor What? nor forsake you and when we begin to talk about this god we realize why in ephesians 1 from 17 the apostle paul prayed this prayer for every christian we've said it here that this is what we must be praying for ourselves and the pastor to be praying for you and everyone praying for themselves what is he praying about when he realized their faith and all of that what it is he said that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and what Revelation in the knowledge of him, God. In the knowledge of him, God. 18. He said that the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and in the saints. Hold on, don't move now. It says that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Do you know that for the Christian, the moment the Bible says you did not choose me, praise the Lord. So you didn't choose God. Now, the coach, you know, I read how the Nigerian coach was going around, you know, looking for a goalkeeper for the Super Eagles, and he he reluctantly, somebody mentioned the, the Mwabale in South Africa, but you know, the best goalkeepers are not in Africa, they are outside. So, he was going all over Europe looking for a goalkeeper. Reluctantly, he decided to go to South Africa to check this guy in one small team. The moment he saw him, he grabbed him and said, you go with me. Now, For him to choose him, it meant that he had a place in his team that he needed him to fit in. I'm telling somebody now, for God to choose you, for Jesus to choose you, he already had a part in the glory story that he's working, that you'll fit into. That is when you begin to understand the hope of his calling. He's not a Moya, He's not all of you coming. No, he chose you. He looked at your background. He looked at your challenges. He looked at your story and said, this one will add a crown to my joy. So he chose you. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have what? Chosen you. And why did I choose you? And ordained you to be. So the hope of his calling is that something glorious will come out of my life. Somebody say, amen. That's it. Those are the things we understand as Christians. So, when you understand it, then that long-suffering, then the purpose that sister was talking about, you know that you can't be a Christian. And then after the end of the day, you just have apologies. No, you have testimonies, not apologies. Praise the Lord. He went on, let's look at 19 now. 19 says, and what is what? The exceeding greatness of his power. Not his power alone. The exceeding greatness you know some of the things that confuse us we may not have the time tonight to do that is the power we see we've said it here that even though all power belongs to god god permits other entities to exercise power you have to settle that because if you don't settle that you're going to get overwhelmed and overcome and you know played with god permits other entities to do what to exercise power so you might get at the bus stop and you see someone that's putting his hand inside the mouth of crocodile But if an anointed person comes there and casts out that spell upon that crocodile, he's going to chop that man's head. I get what I'm saying. So it's not every demonstration of power that is God. There are many. God did not keep it to himself. The prophets of Baal were calling down fire. That's why Elijah said, let's see who is God now. You see, that when the cat is not in the house, the rat will be posing. Isn't it? The rat, they'll be chatting. But when you bring the cat inside that house, that's the way it operates. So it says, "Not the exceeding what? Greatness of his power. That's what we need to do about our God. So that sickness, they say cancer, or they, say, they call sickness big names. It is nothing when it's put side by side with the exceeding greatness of his power. Praise the Lord. Uh, one of our sisters was telling me that, uh, Mrs. Moody, that her sister was diagnosed of some whatever cancer or what, and they were going round and round. They got to India and they did the test and they said there is no cancer there. So the family was getting confused. Was it that this or that? I said, No, it's not. God has blown away the cancer. It's not that the machine was wrong. Praise the Lord. I've shared with us the testimony here when our son had, you know, fell in school and had internal bleeding. We went to a hospital, Hassan uh, King's Hospital, in 2, and the expatriate doctor there said we should quickly, he said, rush him to National Hospital immediately, that they can't handle it here. We got off from there, got to National Hospital. By the time they did all the documentation and all they did, they ran the test. There was nothing bleeding. Now, was it that those people didn't see? They saw, but when God removes it, there will be nothing to see. God is great. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us was who believe so there is power and there's power when jesus christ says all authority it means that there are several authorities but all authority has been given to him I somebody getting something here so that somebody is exercising authority it's just like you know we that live in abuja we are sport now if you hear commissioner you don't have respect for the person when you go to your town commissioner is a big boy you go to your village counselor is a big guy But when you're in Abuja, you say this person is counselor, say Abed, come off for road. Because we are at the federal level. It's the same thing also spiritually. With what you and I know now, you are not impressed by any power because you have access to all power. So it says that we may know the exceeding greatness of his power. It doesn't matter how long a situation has lasted, power reverses it. It doesn't matter how difficult it is, power does what? all it takes is superior power those who work with explosives will tell you that there is no obstacle they say there is this saying you know amongst the military people is this c4 or what c4 is explosive right they say there is no obstacle a c4 cannot take out of the way a right combination of a c4 so power belongs to god so no food power belongs to god he knows how to solve it praise the lord So that's what Paul is saying that we need to know it. He was praying for the saints to know it. And these things are donated by the Spirit. So when you see a man walking calmly and confidently in a situation, he knows something. I pray you will know something in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Deuteronomy 10 17 and 18. Let's also see who we are talking about. That's why Jesus said, Make them sit down. You know? I heard about the people that were stampeded where Custom was selling cheap rice in Lagos, you know. God said, no, I'm going to feed everybody. So sit down. It's not finishing. It's not running out. Okay, Deuteronomy 10, 17, what does it say? It says, for the Lord your God. is who? His God. (laughs) Hallelujah. i seen that now. His God over those who are gods. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give a shout of praise. He's God over gods. He's not just God. He is Lord over who? He is the great God. Mighty and awesome. That's the God we are talking about. You see, you read the Bible, it says so many things, and you just marvel. The Philistines had their God. And he was helping them. Their God was helping them. They were doing what they were doing. So they had their God. So for some reason, the story where we may not look at today, they captured unquote the ark. Of the god of israel so they took him and said we have captured the god of the children of israel isn't it so they went into the temple of their god dagon and they put this captured god unquote and they went home when they came the next morning their god was bowing before this god their god was saying something to them but they were not hearing their god was saying Then you brought my god to my temple for the lord your god is who God of God. So Dagon was worshipping God. But they were not sensitive. They raised Dagon again. Next time, Dagon apologized to the true God and said, True God, I'm sorry. I will break my torso so that I can't even stand. They can't balance me again. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a, you need to understand these things that are written for our understanding. So that there is a problem, there is a God that is superior to it. That there is an enemy, there is a God that is superior to him. That somebody say, I will, I will, I will. I kill, I kill, I kill. I do, I do. Is that they allowed him oxygen. Praise God. So he says, make them sit down. Let them pause. Let them consider. Let them be still. And what we need to learn for the Christian today is calm down. Like Pastor Chris, calm down and let your thinking flow. You are not an orphan. Isn't it what the Bible says to us? It says, after all these things, the Gentiles run. They are distressed. They are, you know, but your heavenly father, the next point I want us to take quickly, is that the Bible made us understand here, in that account we read, in John chapter 6, verse 6b. It says, this is said to test them, but that's not where we're going. The part I want us to look at there is that he himself knew what he would do. Can you say, God, my Lord, knows what to do about my situation (laughs) he himself (laughs) i may not know as i'm standing here now i may not know (laughs) but the bible says to tell you the word of god says to tell you he himself knew what he would do and it's not just for that day it is for today it is for the 28th of february Year 2024, in the nation called Nigeria. He himself knows what? Let me show you who we are talking about. Romans 11, verse 33. The person that we are talking about, who knows what to do. Romans 11, 33. He said, oh, the depth of the riches. (laughs) Hallelujah. Depth. If they say this man is deep, is deep, right? They say the depth of the riches. Riches means... Abundance, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He goes on and says, How unsearchable are his judgments? The word decisions, judgments are decisions. How unsearchable, which means you can't even say this is where it came from. And then his ways are what? past finding out it means that if they presented a situation who was leading us in prayer yesterday i think it was pastor julius where he reminded us to learn from ezekiel when we face some situations we'll just say to god thou knowest because how could the prophet answer they showed you bones not human being bones dried bleached very dry bleached okay Even the scavenging animals have no use for them again. He said, can they live? (laughs) That answer was by the spirit to the spirit. He said, thou knowest because in his mind, praise the Lord. But we saw that the bones lived. Why? It says the depth, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Somebody is listening to me now. And when you press calculator, when you do, uh, what what was it called? High blood pressure. When you run the checks, when you look at your life, when you look in the mirror, there are some things that are impossible. They don't add up. Brothers and sisters, just to remind us, we have a case of a woman without a womb. Not the one they read in stories. Pastor Chris knows the woman. Pastor Chris, you're the one who told us. Without a womb, who had a child? Documented the depth, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. What he knows. How he can achieve it. How many of us play... I, I told you here, I'm, I'm a local boy. So growing up, I didn't play uh, chess. I played draft. It's amazing how you can be playing draft and think that you have figured it out. When the person on the other side, you will chop two, you're happy. The person will just chop ten. That is wisdom superior because if you had a bit of that wisdom, you wouldn't chop the two. Do you understand? God has such wisdom. Hallelujah. Can we just bless this God? Can we just hallow him? Can we just extol him? You know, can we just magnify him? That is the one who is saying to you, I know what to do. I already know, not that he's figuring it out. I already know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So it ought to be enough comfort for you and I, for the child of God, that Jesus knows my pain, knows my troubles, knows my challenges. Praise the Lord. It was Jesus that said to Moses, he said said to Jehoshaphat, he said, you will not need to fight in this battle. Praise the Lord. You will not need to fight in this battle. Why? He had figured it out. And God is saying to somebody here, there are battles, maybe in the office, maybe in the family. He said, you don't need to fight in this battle. He said, hold your peace. Amen, somebody. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, as we just round up, you know, quickly, very important point from Sunday as well. We've referred to it here. So, we said, either way, or however we look at it, the challenge or the danger for the Christian or the Christian must flee from is sin, disobedience, wickedness, evil, getting unloving, missing God. And we take that from our text of Sunday, part of what we looked at on Sunday, when we looked at that woman in 2 Kings 6, 28 and 29. And I want to ask a question. And the question I want to ask is very simple. Did the woman need to eat her son? Did she need to okay that's an easy one right nobody will say you needed to okay let me ask you this way if the woman didn't eat her son would she have died of starvation why because the day after <laughs> the day after let's say even three days after there was such abundance so the question is this what killed her son was it the famine it was wickedness it was evil in her heart because even the woman that suggested it, when she didn't bring her son to be eaten the next day, you know what she was relying on? Hope it go better. I pray that none of us will be pushed to evil, pushed to desperation. You know, it will be very hurtful. She didn't have to. As bad as it appears, if she just kept herself that hunger and they had water to boil the child with. When I read, I said, ah, they even had water. There was no water in the place at that time. They had water. So, the danger is to get to where love escapes. You know, the Bible says, Can a nursing mother forget her suckling child? So, this woman took a child. It was her child that she gave birth to. Imagine the level of evil that was in her. That's our challenge. To make sure evil is not found in us. Wickedness is not found in us. Praise the Lord. You know, it shouldn't be. Now, let's look at the other story. Uh, We refer to it here also. John 6 verse 9. What was it that solved the problem that day? The anointing of Jesus Christ and what? A little lad's love. We've already mentioned it here. Which means that in any situation, brothers and sisters, the Bible says circumcision, uncircumcision. It said avails nothing. But faith, what? Working by love let's put a little love the love that we can praise the lord get connected today where you know we're being taught this woman did what she could there are many things you can do sir there are many things you can do man but there's a little you can do praise god you know uh, i know sunday school we are learning how now how to uh, minister to spiritual leaders okay now you may not buy a car for your spiritual leader okay Maybe what you can say is a word. The little you can do. You see, when you don't do that little you can do, you become unjust. You know, many are planning when they do something big. Praise the Lord. If that lad, maybe that's why it was a lad that brought that. You know, children, the Bible says, you know, uh, unless we receive the kingdom as little children. You know how children can be. I'm sure the disciples would have been going around, going around. Uh, we need bread to feed the multitude. We need bread to feed the multitude. And wiser people, knowledgeable people, intelligent people will look at what they have. Say, this one can't even feed me. The little child will run out. Uncle, uncle, I have bread to feed the multitude. That's what happened. Uncle, uncle, wait, wait, uncle, I have something to feed the multitude. You know, and it was given to Andrew publicly. So he couldn't reject it. That's why he went to Jesus and said, Hey, well, I know they finish for here. You see what I have, oh. Um, but that's what Jesus was waiting for. Let's rise on our feet. That's what Jesus was waiting for. That little you can do. That little love. In that family, that little love. That hello, I haven't heard from you. Are you okay? I saw it the other day. You're, what was it that turned the trajectory of Joseph's life? It was a little love, little love. I noticed your face is a bit down today. How big was that? Do you need a prophetic unction to do that? An apostolic you know, dimension? That's just being enabled neighbor i know what is it why are you so heavy praise the lord just simple and i've told you here and i tell you again i love my wife she's beautiful but one of the things that touched me was that when the average lagos girl will not care she had compassion on me i just i sat back i am a calculator i sat back and calculated a lagos girl they steal your car the car you carry her in which means no car from this day going forward (laughs) then in the morning early in the morning she comes crying crying doesn't make any girl finer do you understand when I calculated it and imputed it into my database I said this is a future (laughs) this is an investment that you must not miss I was listen I was 24 years so I want you to understand what we're talking about you need to get it. So, when a 24-year-old, when I calculated all that I saw, I said, I can't miss this one. How many people will do that? Your car breaks down, you're giving a ride, your car breaks down, they come on. Hi, hi. Okay, bye. Say ya. say ya. say ya. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? A little love. Just something small. Let's lift up our hands and just bless our God. He's not asking of us what we can do. He can work it out. He can work it out. It's not a difficult thing for him. Lord, we hallow you. We extol you. There's no circumstance, no situation that he can't handle. Lord, we bless you. I want you to just magnify the Lord. I want you in the spirit to take a seat and remind yourself of whose you are the one before whom you have come, the Lord of Lords and the God of Gods, the mighty God, the awesome God who alone does wonderful things. He is great. He does wonderful things. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I magnify you. Tell him that where you are now is not far. Whatever it is you're going through is not difficult. I need somebody to understand. what we, He said, make them sit down. When they sat down, Jesus was standing. So they sat down and they were looking at him. I need somebody to lift up his eyes and look at Jesus. And look at the God who saved you. Look at the God who brought you thus far. Look at the God who said to you, wait on me. Look at the God who has chosen you and ordained you. Look at the God who has picked up this Part of your life to say i will make you a jewel i will make you a planting of the lord tonight i want somebody to raise his eyes of faith i want you to raise those eyes and see the hope of his calling what did he call me for what did he bring me out for listen child of god the best of your life is not yesterday the path of the just the bible makes us understand is as a shining light it is brighter it doesn't matter that the circumstances are dark it does not matter because even when the circumstances are dark he says arise and shine tonight i need somebody to just see the lord is that seated position that we want to get into where we know whom we have believed the bible says concerning abraham abraham believed the lord And it was accounted to him as righteousness. Tonight, I want you to leave church tonight a believer. Knowing who you are. Knowing whose you are. Knowing the one that you have come to. I need you to extol him. I need you to say to this God, you are bigger than every circumstance. You are mightier than every situation. Lord, I thank you. You are the God who is speaking. I've heard your word today. I am not stranded. I'm not overcome, I'm not shut in, I'm not shut out I'm not drafted out, no I am in the plan, I am working, we sang the song this evening step by step he leads me tonight Lord I thank you for I'm stepping out of this gathering hearing your voice, being directed by you, being strengthened by you being lifted by you, Lord we give you praise, extol this God magnify him, worship him, give him the praise give him the
0: glory I'm gonna see You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We're sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Quarimpa Expressway, near next Kashinkari Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www. W. The Father's Church org. God bless you.